You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. I'm Celine. And today we are doing our Guilty Pleasures Part 2. We basically realized that all of us in all of our lives are looking for more guilty pleasures, especially yeah. me, especially Anna. And we haven't done it since before we even launched the podcast. And we're like, it's, it is time. It's time. It is so time. We thought that we would um, kind of give you like, obviously we talk about a lot of the books that we read, but these are the ones that we just kind of were, I don't know, how would you explain it? Like we've been kind of escaping to. Yeah. That's a really good way to do it. Um, and um like, if you really wanted to pick apart these books, you could be like, okay, well, here's a plot hole. Here's a plot hole. Like, these aren't books that you're going to read and be like, I'm philosophically smarter. And like, I yeah. see deeper. I like have nope. a deeper meaning to how things work. No, these are just very cheesy, tropey, good. Yeah. yeah. And they're just all of these books that either Anna or me, we've all, we've read all of these books together. Like basically what mm-hmm. and a lot of you guys actually have probably listened to who have been following us on Instagram and stuff. You've been reading these books with us, but basically we'll like post on our stories and be like, I literally just stayed up all night, like reading this book. Okay. Everybody go yeah. read it. And like, we've been so excited to like read it. So all of these books are our favorites and we've had so many other people do it. So mm-hmm. I feel like our rep is pretty strong here. Cause like we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. But um, a lot of you guys on Instagram have been asking for like us to put up a list. So if you are driving in your car or whatever, we're going to uh, include a list on the description, but you also can go on our website and we have like blog posts that summarize yeah. our thing and have descriptions of the books. And you can even buy the books on Amazon. And when you buy the books on Amazon through there, we get like 50 cents. So hey, we love 50 cents. Like that would be great. Yeah. So basically that's it. But yeah. So anything else you want to do before we dive into the episode? No, I think we can just start our cold open, which I think our cold open is hilarious today. But it's going to be hilarious. Um, we'll work at our merch. And I think that by the time this episode oh, comes yeah. out, we'll be going to our merch like the next day. So if you're listening to this yeah. episode and it's out tomorrow, June 8th, like the merch is out. You can go buy yeah. merch. And it's not just like novel bound podcast, it's like bookish merch. Like it's, which we it's like stuff that we like for instance, the Harry Potter stuff we have is the way that I always like to think of it is I want merch that could exist within the world like I yes. don't want the like caricatures on the t-shirt or like with a mockingjay like, symbol or like yep no I want merch that could exist within the world so like that's what we're trying to like create and I think we're like we've done a really good job Celine's worked so hard on the designs oh my gosh and Anna's been like freaking supporting me through the night on those but <laughs> we have I think like 20 designs and I think a lot of you guys that listen to this podcast um you guys have been talking to us a lot but we're just quickly going to explain it so we're going to have these limited designs we're only going to have a certain amount just because we don't want to have to deal with all of the i don't know like having like 70 things 70 000 items so like for our sake we're limiting each item to 20 and then we're only open it for a week or until it sells out just because like with how busy we are we just can't like be constantly maintaining a merch store and then every month we're going to release three new items that are going to be like themed towards a book. So we're going to have yeah. like a Akatar month, um, Harry Potter month, like what else? What else would be fun? Percy Jackson month? Like Yeah, we might do Percy Jackson. We might do like um, Black Witch. 
Yes. Yeah, like, romances. Just, like, oh my gosh, options, yeah. Books, like, we'll have, like, an Anne and Gilbert shirt, whatever you want to do. But that's all coming out. So if you guys want to do us, like, go check out the merch. It's going to be on Etsy. So if you go to Etsy.com and look up, um, look to the light on there, you'll find us. We're also going to be linking it on our website and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where to go. So we're super excited. Um, we have a shirt that says most ardently. We have uh, shirts that say, what is it? The book was better. How novel. Better. One more chapter. One more chapter. And they're all How like novel. hoodies. And mm-hmm. we spent a month buying all of the merchandise ahead of time, trying it out, making sure that the materials were good. I think we both spent like, what, three, four hundred dollars each? Yeah, like, just about. Fine. <laughs> now we all have the merch, but like we wanted to make sure that when you guys buy something from us, it's not going to be like crappy quality or yeah like, like we want to do you right yeah we didn't want to do anything that was crappy. so we found like a drop shipper that was good but anyways so the merch is coming tomorrow we cannot wait and we can't wait to see you guys tag us when you get the merch and talk about it as well yeah. but let's go back into our cold open yeah okay so we're going to do rapid fire would you rather yes Celine's doing just regular characters I'm doing book boyfriends Yes. And I'm also going to make you choose between certain books too, because I couldn't think about as many things. Okay. But the, the object of the game is that you only have five seconds. You can't decide, you can't deliberate. You can't be like, well, yeah. she's good for this or that, whatever. You have no. to be like, right then and there. Yes. This is going to, you're going to either, we're going to hate each other or love each other. It's good. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Do you want to go first or me? I can go first here. Do you want me to read my list off to you? Yes, babe. Yes. Okay. Go. Jace or Reed? Oh, Reed. No, Jace. <laughs> You have to decide, Celine. Read no, read because Jace. I heard the audiobook, Jace, and he ruined it. Ugh, that's true. Poor audio. Poor Jace. Like he puts like siblings. Okay, Jace because of siblings. Okay, I like that. One person, and I'm like, okay, Jace. Final answer, Jace. Go. Okay. Okay. Edward or Jacob? Oh, fudge. Um, <laughs> for me, Jacob. For Bella, Edward. <laughs> There you go. I like that. I, I like that. You. What about you? Oh, for me, Jacob, for sure. I'm like, but I only think it's because the movies ruined Edward for me. Like in my head, when I yes. read Twilight, I'm like, Edward is this like sexy vampire dude yes. who's got like golden hair and he's yes. chiseled and he's like the hot boy of my dreams. And then I saw Robert Pattinson, which I love him, but I saw him as Edward and I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And now I can't picture Edward as anything else. I'm not going to lie, Tanner, I'm so sorry for listening to this. Yesterday, I ended up on, you know how like you on Instagram that has like celebrity stuff in the XOR page and a Taylor Lautner yeah. photo came on and I was like, how's that guy doing? And then I spent like 30 minutes oh, looking at I Taylor Lautner that. and like his girlfriend that he's been dating for like four years or something. And I'm like, they're so cute together. He's so supportive and he loves God. Like, he's oh doing God. so good in life. I just, just saying Taylor Lautner's thriving. Good job, Taylor. Proud of you. Sorry Love I you in the theater that one time. Yeah. I have no idea, but you know. We're good. We're moving on. So funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. My heart just beats so fast that I told you that. Oh my gosh. Tanner, I don't stalk celebrity boys. I promise. I was just. Seriously. I was also stalking his girlfriend and being like, so she's a normal person. Good job, Taylor. Okay. Anyways. What would that be like? So. Okay. Tom or Philip? Oh. Oh crap. They're both two childhood best friends. This is from Edenbrook and Dangerous Alliance for those of you. Mm -hmm. Um. I think Philip. I love Philip. Philip has a lot less baggage. Not I mean like not less baggage, but like Philip is more picturesque. Tom is more realistic. 
Philip, see here's no. Well, here's the, well. Tom is realistic. Here's the deal. Philip would have told Homegirl his feelings sooner if he was. Oh yeah. Like having to be a gentleman. But Tom mm-hmm. was just like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Um, save yourself by accident. I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, yep. you know I mean? Oh yeah. One hundred. Love Tom. Jenica, we love Tom. Okay. We love him. Okay. Westermall. <sighs> oh, they're both hard. I know. Because like they're both such gray beautiful gray characters yep. west is from fable, fable and mile is from shadow, oh shadow and bone got you girl i would say don't everyone's gonna come at me i would say mal because he ultimately does well we can't say anything because spoilers but because yeah. of the, the things that mal did for alina i think that there's just a little more character growth maybe with mal yes but west was already a freaking bomb to go to like begin yeah. with like I already yeah. loved him. Like Wes had already gone through a lot of the character yes. growth. We just see a lot of his past. Oh my gosh, that boy. He has seen things. Seen he has done things. Okay. But man, underwater kiss scene. Hello. Best kiss. Scene. My sister Maria just read Fable and she I was like, text me when you get to the part. And she's like, how am I gonna know what it is? And I was like, you'll know. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's like, the underwater kiss. <laughs> I know. I was like, Adrian Young, that was the freaking gift. Okay, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> okay, Lucas or Carlston? Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious? That's the that's the meanest thing you've ever done. No, I don't. Oh, it, <laughs> no, Lucas is from the Black Witch, and Carlston is from um, Dark Days Club. Dark Days Club, and mm-hmm. I would say Lucas because, but I'm still in, we're in the middle of our story. But I just love Lucas, yeah. and I also love that we got to see them together more. But Carlston, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Allison Goodman, bless your soul. Thank you. Wow. No, what about you? I think I would pick, I don't know. It's so, I like, I was writing this down and I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't have to answer this. I literally don't know. I love both characters so much. I like, I love Carlson though. I think that those guys are like, honestly, like if I was to pick like two dudes that I feel are, are like interesting and there's enough, to, like those are probably the two main leads that I'm like obsessed mm-hmm. with. So. Yeah. Yes. Tanner, just keep fast forwarding through the next like two and a half minutes. Thanks. Okay. Keep going. Oh, that was it. Okay. So, um, mine is a little bit more of a broader variety. Okay. First Dean versus Jess. Oh, Jess. A hundred percent all the way. Ah, well, yeah. Cause Dean, pff, Dean, <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Okay. Damon versus Stefan. Damon. Okay. Okay. You love yourself a bad boy. Yep. I think, okay, here's the deal. I love Stefan as a person. Yeah, I do and too. I think they talk about it in the series that like Stefan and Elena would always be good for each other, but she would become a better person because of Damon yeah. and Damon. Well, and you've never finished this series, so I don't want to spoil anything, but like who? I know who he ends up with. Oh, okay. Who Which he ends up with is I'm like, they're just, I just, it weird. The show did a good job introducing it and growing it on us, but like, it works for me. Okay, good. I need to watch that part. But Damon yeah. and Elena, I feel, well, I just like how Damon started off as enemies with everybody and then grew into becoming like the best person ever. Mm-hmm. So like, we love, we love a comeback. We love a comeback yeah. kid. Have you heard the TikTok sound where it's like, um, I would never hurt Elena in all my days. And it's like, off to kill Elena. Like, it's like Stefan, <laughs> like that whole thing. Yes. <laughs> One of us probably sent it to each other because that's my favorite thing. And then <laughs> Stefan, the writers of Vampire Diaries, holy crap, they know how to like, Make you hate someone, make you love someone. It's like, it's crazy. 
if you like Damon and Stefan, you really got to get into Dawson's Creek because there's that Percy versus Dawson thing that I'm just like, I don't even know yet. I'm only on, I just finished the first season. Okay. Lucian versus Azriel. Uh, Lucian. Lucian. Yeah. (laughs) Every single person that has read A Court of, uh, oh, what's SNF? What is Akasif? Akasif, the last one where like you get that secret bonus chapter with Asriel, everyone sitting here is like, how could she choose Lucian? Asriel is the best wingspan. But like, homies, <laughs> I made it hard for her because she doesn't, she hasn't gone that far. Okay. I haven't gone that far. Rise, Reese versus Cassian. Everyone listening Ooh. to this is like. <sighs> Cassian. Cassian? Yeah. I like Cassian. I haven't read, I haven't read Cassian's further, but I love Reese. And I, I love think that Reese is just Sarah. too perfect of a person. Like Cassian That's is just true. like. I like the joker, like the joker though. Like I like the comedy guy who can be funny and. That's true. I do feel like it was funny. My aunt was texting me, hey, Aunt Edna, what's up, girl? If you're listening to this. But um, (laughs) Reese was just saying, like, he was too good for Farah in terms of like how he like just waited for her. But I love that he taught her how to read. And I love that he was, I love, I got lucky. I didn't know that I was marrying a funny guy, but then I got the funny guy. But like I married Tanner because he was sweet boy. He was the like, let me, let me be sweet to you. Cassian, like I dated the funny, the funny like a-holes and it just caused me a lot of hurt. So I I know what's weird is like, my my like taste in books is I'm like dark haired, tall, like sarcastic, funny, broody guy. But I'm like I married like a blonde haired, blue eyed sweetheart who like makes me laugh. I'm like, wait, Jalen's blonde haired? Did I not notice that? Yes, Jalen has definitely has blonde hair. My whole life I thought he had brown hair. Wow. What? Tomorrow when you pick me up from the airport, I'm just gonna like stare at Jalen and be like, you were blonde like, this whole time. I don't know if it's because whenever he has a beard, it's red. Which is weird, <laughs> yeah, Jalen has a red beard. I'm so excited to see his beard tomorrow. It's gonna be so funny. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Okay, I like that. I feel like, yeah, I think I can't go for casting because I've been hurt before in real life. And right, I just the confident, like funny guys—they hurt me. They hurt me real good because they. <laughs> <laughs> but then Tanner ended up being funny, so it all works out. Okay, I also did Thomas um, from Dangerous Alliance. But which one would you choose? Oh, is um, what's his face from Edinburgh? Philip? Philip, yes. You did Tom and Philip as a pairing? I did, yes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, we're the same person. That's why we send each other TikToks at the same time. (laughs) I think I might do Tom. Tom? Why? Yeah, I'm like, he's he's kind of funny. And I mean, he has a lot of stress, but like, I just can never get over the opening scene of him like running towards Vicky, like (laughs) on his way, like, get out of the way. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, you idiot. Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. This is like for heroin. So I kind of switched from, I ran out of boyfriends and I switched into <laughs> like different things. So we've okay. got, um, for heroines that we love, we've got, this is a trio. Anne of Green Gables, Joe from Little Women, Fable from Fable. Fable. Oh yeah. Why? I just like how much of a badass she is. She is. She, she like takes pain. She kicks people down when she needs to like, right she's tough. And we all know that I like, rock people you know I like my characters to suffer and she suffers a whole lot so okay I choose so I'm the most like Anna Green Gables so I understand that girl so well Joe from Little Women I will respect because that was like almost a prototype for how women are like how protagonists are like Joe from Little Women was such like for her not to like be focused on marriage and the object of the book was not to get focused on marriage like that was a pretty dang powerful thing for the day I would say Joe for what it did for our society today 
and because uh, I'm a feminist. Love that. But you know, love that. More an equal opportunity feminist. I want men and women to both be both be doing well. Okay. Yeah. Um, Snape love versus Draco for a fanfic. Uh, Draco. Um, respond to it. Okay, so Snape or Draco for, in terms of fan fiction? Uh, definitely Draco. I think that like, because we had to read that fan fiction for that one episode, I'm like, and because TikTok is thirsty, so thirsty for Draco that I'm I know. like, I'm coming on the Draco train. It's kind of like how a Harry Potter sequel, or sorry, a Harry Potter musical made me obsessed with Voldemort and like think of him as the funniest, mm-hmm. chillest guy. And then I watch the movies and I'm like, oh right, Voldemort's literally evil. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I forgot because I just imagined right. him and Coral together, just like being best friends and planting yeah. flowers on the earth. Well, and I'm like something else that I like that I kind of always think about, which I we're doing a Harry Potter summer. So I'm like maybe I should wait to talk about this like when we do Harry Potter summer stuff. But like, oh my um, gosh, no, talk about it now, and then we can talk about Harry Potter, or then we can talk about it more I, later. I never I stop talking Alan, about Harry Potter. <laughs> perfect. I won't. I think that Alan Rickman was a good casting choice for Snape I just think he was too old Snape was only supposed to be in his like like low 30s that's actually super true like first off I can never picture Snape as anyone else now like when I read I imagine him as Snape but that's super true in fact his casting made me think like it wasn't until I was like in my 20s that I realized that how young Harry's parents were yeah because of the way that they cast it they died younger than we were they died at like 20 and 21 I know I I like that blows my mind to this day like I can't imagine like sacrificing everything wow we really need to do that Harry Potter episode we like need to do it bad oh we'll come back to it which uh switch staying on that topic so Harry versus Ron Harry versus Ron (sighs) I'm that person who my favorite character in the Harry Potter books is Harry (laughs) that's perfectly fine girl go for it go for it that's okay. Yeah, I would do Harry too, but honestly, can I say, Harry's got a lot of PTSD and Ron's family uh-huh. is so fun. And I would love to just like, can you imagine Christmas at the Weasleys? Like I, so I want to be, I would be married to Ron specifically for like Mrs. Weasley. Like just for the family, like. Yeah, guys. cause let me just tell you, like you need that. Also, I feel like Ron, it's funny because I'm reading the first book. I'm actually almost done. I'm, I probably have like maybe four chapters left, but I'm reading the first one right now. And I'm like, Ron is so stupid. It's so funny. And he just has a lot of bumbling moments, but that's what you are when you're a teenage boy. This is goofy. Really- what I love about Ron though, and that they don't touch on in the movies is that like, like Ron is pretty smart in terms of like, yeah, like he's a lot of the exposition and explanation that Harry has questions about, like with the wizarding yes. world. And he's like, oh, it's done this way. Like, here's how it's different. And he knows that because his dad works in the muggle uh department yeah also wasn't Ron a prefect as well like he Ron also sacrificed so much for their family and stuff like that but I don't Mm -hmm. know if I had to choose someone from the world it'd be George Weasley I'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that I like love it in fact actually like reading the books right now just seeing how kind they are to Harry and how much they're like everybody put on their darn sweaters everyone put on their sweaters right now they're like yeah, making uh-huh. Percy go in there and the fact that like they're goofy but they're definitely a family boys yeah and they like they're best friends and also like I love mm-hmm. that they are entrepreneurs they started their own shop they're pulling their family out of nothing like I honestly have if I could like pick a character to be with I would say George like and I would say Fred but 
we know. <clears throat> in my world, Fred's alive. Oh, I like do not ever think of like Fred not yeah. being alive. I just pretend like all of the deaths in the Battle of Hogwarts didn't happen. Like I just yeah, don't same. And there it's just people like Hedwig. What you didn't realize that until like years after I read the books and yeah. I mentioned something like that and I was like no she's not and he's like yes she is and I was like yeah when and he's like when they were all flying and I was like what what like oh, I yeah. they mourned Dobby but like did we have a funeral for Hedwig like I was so not okay I, know. I was not okay. Harry does do something and you'll I'll just let you read it but um yeah in my mind it's just for every year six for everyone yes 100 percent Sometimes I just, yeah, I mean, like, we obviously need the closure, and I love the moments that we get where he gets to talk to his parents and stuff, but man, man, I would love, yeah, so the Weasley boys, those are my, my jam. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it was really nice and so comforting reading the books right now and just Mm -hmm. how they are. I'm like, I would like Mary Ron for his family. Okay, Um, this is Lori from Little Women or Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. I've never read Little Woman, so Darcy. Okay, that's easy. Um, I was in love with Christian Bale's Lori, and I was also and mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet's. Holy crap! Have you seen the movies of Little Women? No, I'm just outing myself so bad right now. Okay. I want to watch them so bad, but the last Little Woman movie got so much hate that I'm like, what? It got mm-hmm. it got hate. Not in my world. In my world, I was like, oh, this is the best in my world, it got so much hate. That's so it's because I follow a lot of historical costumers, and they're like the nerve that they have to like because there's a scene where like one of the sisters is just like straight up in Ugg boots and they're like really these boots existed when you really oh that's so funny I love that for you for someone that like is so good I just am like laughing because like the way that people feel about Akatar is the way that I feel about historical novels I am so passionate (laughs) and like so obsessed like for me like I can like the way you are about Harry Potter I could do like a full-on thesis about Laurie from Little Women like I could just do it but I I think that Darcy I love Darcy from Pride and Prejudice I think it's great but man mm-hmm. I'm I cannot believe though they like oh the way that Laurie's character is given I could never be with Laurie but I just was fascinated by the actor's portrayal of them it's yeah. one of those like unredeemed love stories that bugs me to the day the end okay okay um Edward or Darcy Edward from um Ooh. not from Twilight what is Edward from? Why did I put Edward? I had like written it. It was like a different Edward. Whatever Edward it is, I'll pick Darcy. I am obsessed with Darcy. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, back to Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice 1995 or the Kiara Knightley one. Kiara Knightley. Kiara Knightley one. Okay, sweet. Just the fact that the end scene when it's like, when she's like talking to him and he's like, are you sleeping well, darling? And she's like, don't call me darling. And he's like, when should I call you Mrs. or Mrs. Darcy? And she's like, only when you are incandescently happy or like something like that. And it's oh, like, wow. Way to bring in the accent, girl. Yes. It's beautiful. It's honestly beautiful. Um, I am a hoe for the Pride and Prejudice 1995. It is the consumer thoughts, but I am obsessed as a videographer for like mm-hmm. the cinematography. Even the music. The, I have yes. the piano sheet music and it is just. Can we just have every single person that adapts a movie do that with all of the Please. books? Like, Please. there's only been some, there's only been, like, To All the Boys I Loved Before, Harry Potter, and then Pride and Prejudice. Those are, like, the only ones I've really seen done so thoroughly mm-hmm. from books to movies that I've done. Well. Yeah. Okay. 
I was gonna make you make you. This is my hard one for you. West from Namesake or Jace from Dance of Thieves? Uh, that is hard. Uh, I literally agree with you. I'm like Jace for the sake of like how committed to his family he is. I know that sounds weird, but then I'm like West could take me on wild adventures. West, I'm going with West. Oh girl, yes. See, the thing is, is like I make decisions on that based off of like my certain reality. And I'm a mom, okay? I need mm-hmm. I need a supportive man that's gonna that's all about family. <laughs> I need a man that's gonna come home and take the kids, you know what I mean? Right. Gotta be like, realistically here. But West could take you on like wild adventures and you might never have kids, but it doesn't matter because you're on an island and it's beautiful. Right. But I will say I texted Adrian Young this because me and Adrian Young are so close. But I texted her after I read uh, namesake and I was like, homie. I was like, Saint, as a grandpa, can you imagine how he's going to spoil their kid? Like, can you imagine? I like, I hope they, I hope we get like a little novella of like them and like they have a little kid and like just. She's doing a lot of things. Have you seen her stories how she signed like nine, nine book deals in the last four years? I love her. I, Adrian Young, you're doing the most. Coming we up love works. you. We support you. We can't wait to mm-hmm. freaking like cheer you on. Also, you were like the first yep. author besides Lori Forrest to like come on our podcast and we love you for it. So thank love you. Love you. All right. Shall we get into our guilty pleasure books now? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Thank you guys for waiting while we talked about what we Thank love. You. But honestly, I, it's fun. usually fun discussion. I like this. You guys should send us your picks. That would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Okay. Listen to this. Send us the picks that you, that you had. Okay. Great. You go first. So I'm starting mine off. If you have been following us on Instagram or even Facebook, you know, you know that I have to talk about Dance Thieves. And before I even get to like what this is about, I just have to explain how I found this book. I was just scrolling through TikTok or something one day and it came up on a, like, you know how people do like enemies to lovers book recommendations. And this came up as one of them. And the only thing I saw was it was like chained together at the ankle, left 50 pages in. And I was like, say no more. I am down. <laughs> and I literally immediately bought the book on Kindle and started reading it. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of video to make people buy books because that Never actually did. happened with us. We then took that and then we now, I think like 70 or 80 people DM'd us being like, buying this now, buying this now. Yep, yeah. <laughs> so much so that now we have a, we've cemented a book club. So join on Facebook. Um, and as of the this podcast episode coming out, the book club meeting about this book was three days ago, but mm-hmm. you can watch it on Facebook if you want. But like literally we are so obsessed with Dance of Thieves. It's so good. Talk about it, girl. Okay, I'll read the little back page excerpt and then I'll talk about all the tropes and why I love it. Okay, when the patriarch of the Ballinger Empire dies, his son Jace becomes its new leader. Even nearby kingdoms bow to the strength of this outlaw family who have always governed by their own rules. But a new era looms on the horizon, set in motion by a young queen, which makes her the target of the dynasty's resentment and anger. At the same time, Kazi, a legendary former street thief, is sent by the queen to investigate transgressions against the new settlements. When Kazi arrives in the forbidding land of the Ballingers, she learns that there is more to Jace than she thought. And as unexpected events spiral out of their control, bringing them intimately together, they continue to play a cat and mouse game of false moves and motives in order to fulfill their own secret missions. Um, sorry, I'm Mary E. Pearson's Dance of Thieves is a new IA novel in the New York Times bestselling Remnant Chronicles universe in which a reformed thief and the young leader of an outlaw dynasty locks wits in a battle that may cost them their lives and their hearts. And so like, we obviously have done an episode about this already. I just have to talk about it just for guilty pleasure sakes and like- Oh yeah, go off girl, go off. So if you really want to know what this book is about and you don't want to read it, definitely listen to that other episode. But then- um. Just all the tropes, like literally less than 50 pages into the book. 
means. So less than like 50 pages into the book, um, there he's captured by slavers and some chance happening and she's like going, she's like gonna find him because she's like, he's trying to get me on my own. Oh my gosh. Okay. So she's trying to rescue him because she see, he, she sees that he's being taken by slavers. And she's like, wait, no, you can't take this guy. Like I have questions for him. And they take her too. And she wakes up and they're just like chained at the ankle together. And he like looks and she just wakes up and she's like, crap. So like they start off like that and then they escape the slavers and have to basically survive in the wilderness for weeks on end chained to the ankle. And it's just a trope masterpiece. So you have that, the chain at the ankle, they're definitely enemies when it first starts. You have the like dancing under the starlight. You have him like, like she's scared of open air, like of an open sky. Oh yeah. And to distract her from that, like he starts being like, tell me a riddle, Cassie, tell me riddles. And like, they just slowly start looking out for each other. And then it's just, yeah. Oh, and don't forget the trope of, of guy that's totally a, you know, a jerk butthead, like having cute, tiny little siblings that right. you take care of. Because like that, why well, you gotta do that? Mary, oh, Mary. Yeah. Oh my she God. She everything. Because then you also have, they get back. And then you have the trope of them pretending that they need to be together. Yeah, like, fake, for the sake of, almost like a fake marriage. Yeah, yeah. Fake marriage. Um, and then there's the, oh gosh. Then there's the you're my prisoner one let's see knife at the throat multiple times yeah multiple knives at the throat lots of knives at the throat lots of lots of banter of pretty boy mm -hmm. stuff and all that stuff um and of course the trope where they both don't tell each other they like each other for the entire yeah. book and you hate and it you have abysmal communication but oh my the tension the tension it's the way that mary wrote the tension between them is just beautiful mm -hmm, mm -hmm. beautiful we love it. Mary, you're great. We love you. Obviously, we, we did an entire episode dedicated to you. Yeah. Also, I need to read the rest of the books from the series because I will say there are a lot that I did not have filled in from, I think, the three books that came before this. So, like, you can read uh, it There is. We are planning on reading the first three books. That's yeah, true. you can read it alone. It's a, it's like a duology, but it's set in the same universe as these other three books. And it's I think I could have. Oh, yes. Um, oh, no, no, no. You were right. Sorry. You're yeah. talking about Dance of Thieves. Ignore yeah. Me. So you're fine. There's five books set in the book. There's a trilogy and there's a duology. And the three books I think would have filled out because they do reference. In fact, actually, if I had read those books, it would have been nice to see all the happy. It's, it's references in terms of like when Six of Crows, when Zoya and Nikolai show up and you're like, oh my gosh. And so you don't really need a ton of character descriptions for them because you know who they are if you've read the other series. Yeah. But like at the same time, like if, if they show up and they're just described as like being from Ravka. Like that's all you really need to you know. You know. There's just a lot of lingo, lingo and world culture mm -hmm. that I think I could definitely be involved in. But also like, I didn't mind that I didn't know, but I'm just letting you know yeah. if you are, if you want to know, if you want to be immersed in the world, that's where we need to go. Okay. Yeah. So the book that I'm going to talk about is the one that I read like last week and it's called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. And Madison, if you're listening to this, this is because of you. Um, yeah. Madison actually has been with us since before the podcast she's helped edit episodes and do, even did our promotional photos with us she's, yeah, she's awesome yeah she's one of my really assistants for photo and video and I love her she just drove to Maryland for 12 for over 20 hours with me um but this book is so dang good and the way I describe it is you feel like you're solving a true crime mystery along with the girl mm -hmm. and also it has heavy Nancy Drew vibes <gasps> the best way to put it oh yeah. my gosh it is modern modern day Nancy Drew yes yeah. because Gosh, I loved Nancy Drew Green. Oh, I'm obsessed. 
obsessed like that's what i would go to the library and pick out like 15 nancy drew books and then just read them in for like two oh weeks. not only that i was obsessed with the nancy drew books i played all of the nancy drew computer games you're so cool seen every nancy drew movie i'm currently I watching like the nancy drew series on the cw it's it good do you good. love it oh my god i do love watching- it um, I hey. should come to your house tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, we're watching. Yes. Oh, we'll, we'll watch this episode together. Oh of my course, gosh, we'll do nails. Be... It'll be great. Oh my gosh, we're yeah. hanging out tomorrow. Ah! Okay, <laughs> we haven't seen each other in like seven and a half months, and I'm like very excited. And also, next month we're hanging out, and then we're going to Harry Potter World together. I'm just very excited to be physically in your presence because I know I love long distance, but like there's a difference between like talking on the phone, like in person doing dishes, ne- like while we're talking. Uh huh. Like, let's go get food. Let's go it definitely show. is. Uh-huh. Yes. That's so okay. funny. Back to Good Guy, Girl's Guide to yes. Murder. Definitely Nancy Drew vibes. I love that for us. But um, what I thought was really cool is just the way that evidence was really introduced. And it and it's so amazing. And the people that have listened to the um to the audiobook have raved. So if you're looking for like actual audiobooks to listen to, I was told this one was amazing. I literally was looking up the voice actress who was in this audiobook because I was like, I swear I've heard her voice before. She's done like five thousand books. She's right. like like yeah, she's cool. She's a cool girl. Did you listen to the audiobook? I wa- I wanted to download it to listen to because in my mind I was like, dang, like she could totally set this up as like a theatrical audiobook. Mm-hmm. Cuz like in this book she has so you get this second person narrator or like um, yeah. is that what that's called? Or it's like Pippa reached for the door and she opened third, it. Third person. Third, third person, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then she's also Omnipres- doing Omnis- omnipresent narr- third person narrator. <laughs> But then she's also doing this thing where she's writing in her like journal every entry. And so that is first person. So I'm like, that would have been cool to do because she interviews people and puts the interview in her journal. That would have been cool to do as like a theatrical way, like different voice actors. Right, right, right. It was, it was so good. Um, Definitely, like I said about one of those books, it's like, I will say there are things where I'm like, I was like, oh, well, it's kind of weird that this world or like that she would do yeah. something like that. So like, I'm not saying it's a perfect book, but it is a such a guilty pleasure book like, oh yeah do you want to so, read the yeah do you want to read the thing case is closed the case is closed five years ago schoolgirl andy bell was murdered by sal sting the police know he did it everyone in town knows he did it but having grown up in the small town that was consumed by the murder pippa fitz Amobi isn't so sure when she chooses the case as the topic for her final year project she starts to uncover secrets that someone in town desperately wants to stay hidden and if the real killer is still out there how far how far will they go to keep pip from the truth and this like honestly i was really impressed it usually i have about 30 to 40 pages i have to read before i'm hooked mm-hmm. i was hooked by page five like i remember looking up like i'm only five pages in and i'm i'm in it oh wow this is amazing i I'm know like, it was the same for me what hooked me was definitely like um so sal had his, has a brother called ravi and like the book opens as like her filling out the paperwork for her capstone project what she's gonna do and they're like please do not talk to anyone related to the family please and like she it's under the pretense that she's doing this research as like how media portrays things like this like cases but she's like and then a customer and she's like no no i will figure out this murder like i think like i don't think that sal singe did it i'm not so sure and then then it opens to her like knocking on his family's door and his brother answers and she's like i'd like to help prove the innocence of your brother and he's like what and that like that from then on you're like okay i'm into it oh my gosh and i the thing is is like i know you guys won't read this book so i won't spoil anything Mm -hmm. but i just want to say you will love it you're gonna love it and there's like when evidence is presented when she's hiding in a closet when she's being when she's mm-hmm. like staying out all night trying to figure out these things when she starts to lose her mind a little bit because she's and she's keeping secrets from her family because 
people are yeah. like, someone is leaving her. No, it's basically threatening her life, threatening everything. Um, and it's crazy. And meanwhile, she's also trying to figure out her own friendships. I think it's really funny when suddenly she'll go from like solving this murder to like hanging out with her friends. And I'm like, this, I know. this is quite a jump. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But even those conversations are so important because it helps her. But I will say a good girl's guide to murder. If you've got like an evening and you just want an, a good palate cleanser in between books, this mm-hmm. is a great one. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. Next one. Go. I not agree more. Okay. So my next book is, um, definitely Edenbrook, which we read one from me. I'm like, wow, Anna, take the good, take my favorite one. Take my favorite one. I'm taking it. (laughs) Take it, girl. So this is definitely a historical romance fiction. And I know like a couple weeks ago, we were like on this ride, but I feel like we, I like never had to talk about it in the sense of like a guilty pleasure read because it's definitely a guilty pleasure read for me. It's everything. And I remember like my friend messaged me and she was like, I need you to read this book. And I was like, okay. She was like, I bought it for you. It's in your email. Read it. And I was like, okay, yeah. fine. I started reading it. I read all night. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, I posted on Instagram and I was like, guys, I'm a little ashamed to tell you about this book that I read, but I read it and I, it was so good. And, it was so and then literally everybody was like, I read that book. I love it. Oh, I think we got like hundreds of DMs. Like everyone in the oh, yeah. room was just like, ah, we love this book. And I was just sitting there like, Anna, um, you got to read this book, girl. I know, and I did, and it was beautiful. And just to, like, preface this about how guilty pleasures of a read this is, is, like, I think the, like, second highest, or no, the highest rated review, like, the most likes, is a one-star review of this girl who just picks apart the plot, and she's like, any, like, Jane Austen-loving girl with sense would pick this book up and know better, like, they better, and I'm like, well, you're taking, like, people who take books like this too seriously need to chill out. Love you, girl, but like, chill out. It's so cute and adorable. And I know. Fun. So let me let me read the little back page excerpt. So Marianne Daventry will do anything to escape the boredom of Bath and the amorous attentions of an unwanted suitor. So when an invitation arrives from her twin sister, Cecily, to join her at a sprawling country estate, she jumps at the chance, thinking she'll be able to relax and enjoy her beloved English countryside while her sister snags the handsome heir of Edenbrook. Marianne finds that even the best laid plans can go awry. From a terrifying run-in with a highwayman to a seemingly harmless flirtation, Marianne finds herself embroiled in an unexpected adventure filled with enough romance and intrigue to keep her mind racing. Will Marianne be able to rein in her traitorous heart, treacherous heart, or will a mysterious stranger sweep her off her feet? Fate had something other than a relaxing summer in mind when it sent Marianne to Edenbrook. Love oh my that. gosh, just reading that, I'm like, I should read it again. I should read it again. No, and have you read Air to Edenbrook? Yes. Oh yeah, I did. Were you getting oh, his yeah. perspective, Philip's perspective? Yes. Yes. Girl, pay, guys, pay the extra three bucks. Get it. Get it's it. Okay. Like, it's, it's so good. Cute. It's so good. Um, yeah, it's definitely fluff. Up. It's a lot of fluff, but it's cute. Like you get a lot of, like, she... I don't like let's go over all the tropes that are it's in what life. I wish Bridgerton well I love I think that Bridgerton itself is great and fabulous but like we could never read the book because we don't read smutty books so this is what yeah. I like had wanted in Bridgerton that like it gave me mm-hmm. everything tropes are oh gosh forbid it like they what are the tropes I don't know I'll just I'll just list off some go things on. that I love go on, they spend Anna. almost like every single day together talking doing new things together he takes her around the house and the countryside they go riding every morning and he like lets her ride this horse and she like she's like one day I'll beat you like determined and he like loves her oddities because she's you know quote unquote odd for 
she's time period she's She's quirky quirky, right I think she like falls into the water the second time she sees him and she's like soaking wet oh and she's like I do not need your help sir She's like, so no, oh my gosh, we just have to introduce him to the first scene is like, basically, as she goes into the- Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so basically, like, we'll just set the scene. So she lives with her grandmother, her grandmother, and then her sister lives in town, London town. And so, um, and her dad is like mourning the loss of her mother. And so that's why she, they're living with, she's living with her grandma. Yeah, so, their dad's a bronze. Yeah, her dad's just like MIA. We don't exactly. really know what's going on. That's like a plot hole that we choose not to look too deep into. <laughs> it's fine. We're not worried about it because it all works out <laughs> at the end. Everything ties up with a freaking bow. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so they're at the, the grandmother is like, hey, um, you're inheriting um, basically $10 million, but like, don't tell anyone. And I think that you're funny. So that's why I'm doing it. And your sister is a hoe and also really mean. And she was like, what? That's crazy. And she's like, by the way, go to this random <laughs> estate person and go just have fun. Bye. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, sweet. And then she on her way goes to the what is the care she gets in her carriage with her maid mm-hmm. and on their way to there they get like they held up by a highwayman a highwayman and it's like not it's not fun it's they're all crying no, she like them. was there a gun under the seat that the maid had she like shoots at the guy yeah i was and the so guy confused. like takes out their driver and their driver got like shot yeah and so they like her and the maid have to like hoist the driver up into the carriage and she has to like drive the carriage yeah. to the night to, like the closest inn and then they bring his body like bring him up into the inn and she like walks in and there's this guy like in the and, the, and, and it's just she's like, like the bar that she's like here's the in, here's the innkeeper she's like can you help me and he's just like looking so annoyed at her and he's like um I'm not the help and she's like oh sorry I thought you were a gentleman and then she's like and then she just turns walks away covered in blood by the way she's not she's not about no. her business she, she right like now. bangs the door open and she's like I need help in the front I need someone to carry my guy and he's like uh I don't work here sweetie check yourself and she's yeah. like wow you're a douche <laughs> and she just looks turns around doesn't give him her freaking attention because she's got crap to do and uh-huh. then she like goes um gets the help and stuff like that and then the homeboy like he is a gentleman he is the gentleman mm-hmm. and he realizes that she kind of called him out on all of his crap which like if you read air to edinbrook you kind of learn what how learn that what the crap is singular yeah. sentence affected him mm-hmm. then he just basically spends the whole night being like i need to like be nicer to this chick but then he finds out that she's going but he like she has no idea this is all from his perspective he like will not tell her his name she's no. like who are you and he's like think of me as philip and she's like sir i cannot in good conscience call you by your christian name oh my gosh Anna, that was so amazing funny. love that for you yes yes babe yes but no and then like she oh gosh what happens so then she goes to edinburgh and she's like this is amazing it's like it's like elizabeth seeing pemberley she loves the, the outdoors time. so she's walking around outside and is like love this and she's like i'm gonna jump over this creek and doesn't make it and like falls into the water and here's like footsteps behind her and she's like oh no someone's gonna see me and she's like turns around and it's still up and she's like <gasps> this is not the recap you asked for but the recap you needed guys i don't know why we're recapping it now but we like i'm so down to keep going but then like then she like takes it when she's like um who are you what the hell like what are you doing and then like they have to sit at dinner against each other and she's like just changed your clothes still dripping wet hair and you yeah. know, just like sassing back to each other and like the mom what I love about this is that the mom the whole time is like be alone be alone together this is great (laughs) like I love the mom so much I do too so many times I was like why are these guys alone they shouldn't be alone why are they alone this is like Regency England but no because the mom's like go in this closet be together go into this room be together like the mom every single day that you're here and go on adventures together yeah they become BFFs and then her sister comes 
like a week and, and a half later. Is a straight hoe. <laughs> she's actually really a hoe. Like she's actually physically like we jokingly say hoe, but like guys, she's actually not a prostitute, not a sex worker, but but she gets around. she's making out with some people though she's making out with some people in the woods For like regency england i'm like homegirl lower your skirts a little like i can see the <laughs> I angle know. like lower it lower it um okay so we'll kind of leave it at that for you because we want you guys to read this just know please. that it is a tropey masterpiece <sighs> that if you wanted to tear it apart you could but just enjoy it for the fluff that it is Oh yeah. Just, and I think like you and I both do that. We tear books apart and sometimes mm-hmm. it ruins books for us. Like, yeah, I think we all get to that point where like we start reading the 50 pages and if like things don't progress the way we need to. And that's why the save the cat formula is always like the best because mm-hmm. it really goes into it. But I loved it. It was so good. It was so good. Thank you. I it needed it. Like one of the reviews just says so soft, so lovely. <laughs> so soft. Some like 89 year old grandmother just wrote that. She like typed it with her one fingers on her iPad <laughs> that her great granddaughter gave to her. It's like so soft, so lovely. Um, yeah. So the book that I to hop on it by the same author is Blackmore. The second I finished those books, I jumped onto Blackmore. And I never read Blackmore, so oh, it's so good. So um, everyone's like, it's a darker version, but honestly, guys, the things I've read, it's not that dark. Also it like hit home for me more because I like deal with depression. So, but like, as she just struggles with feeling trapped because of the way that her mother is and how horrible my mother's wonderful mom. If you're listening to this, you're great. But like the way that she just couldn't control any of her situations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, she has loved this boy, Henry for her whole life, basically. And she wants to be with him but she can't and like you just hurt for her the whole Mm -hmm. time but like you don't know where henry's feeling but like we all know that henry you know we love it but i'll just read the back Arlington knows her heart and she knows she will never marry her plan is to travel to india instead if only to find peace for her restless spirit and to escape the family she abhors because they're horrible people but kate's meddlesome mother has other plans she makes a bargain with kate india yes but only after kate has secured and rejected three marriage proposals can I interrupt you? Is this the book where the guy walks out of the ocean shirtless, like dripping wet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes you were like, um, so I love historical romances, but like, there's just no touching and I just need people to touch. And I was like, honey, honey, yes, honey. He, he like is aware of the fact that he's dripping wet. And she's like, here, here's your shirt. And he's like, no, I'm okay. Thanks. And she's just, oh my like, gosh. But, and then like it, she like describes like his B Tanner, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. It's me. It's me. Mom, I'm also sorry. I've never read a book like that. What are you talking about? But literally, she's just sitting there having this conversation, and he's just sitting there like, I'm emotionally available, but am I? But am I not? Because he's also engaged this other chick. Anna, have you, I just can't believe you oh haven't read this book yet. Like, it's so good, and it's it's got, it definitely should turn up the heat on that book. So if you love yeah. Eden book and you want heat, and also the homegirl yeah. going through it. Why haven't you read this book yet? It is your book. I know. I just need to read it. Honestly, I think historical like romance is becoming my like, <laughs> not that I'm ashamed of it. I would never yeah. be ashamed of it. But I'm like, is this really what I'm starting to fall in love with? Yeah, okay, no. I'll go with it. Because like, I think you like, and it's not you. I just think a lot of people, they grow up and they're just like, historical fiction is like girls with the petticoats and the Jane Austen and whatever. I always love that stuff. But what's great is like, I just feel like there are so many authors now that have really created such great content. And how amazing is it? I just feel like you don't get books like this. And it just, yeah, there's just something magical. And I think when you're in worlds like that are historical fiction, 
you're not having to build a new world, yeah. which with fantasy you do. Like I love fantasy books, but you have to learn like new cultures, new relig- new beliefs, new dress types, everything. And then with historical fiction, you're in another world, but it's not already, it's not like you have to reinvent it. And also it's not current life where you have to deal with like all the modern, it doesn't like, sometimes I have a hard time with contemporary and realistic fiction because it's like, it's too close to home. I want that escape, you know? Oh, I totally agree. And I just feel like historical fiction is like the perfect mix because you already know that everything's going to be okay. You know, Mm -hmm. but you're not in your own world. You know what I mean? Yes. And the smut. What? <laughs> the smut. Mm-hmm. The reason it's so good is because, like, if an author can write the tension good enough, like, someone brushing someone else's hand can, like, can do it. That can be, like... That's good writing. Yeah. I don't mind, like, obviously you guys know that Anna and I, not we don't really read books for smut, but we read no. books for tension. Okay, tension... <laughs> is the hottest thing like you know what I mean it's like I absolutely like if someone can make a hand touch amazing they're a good writer you know what I mean it's like I don't need to know weird things that you do in bed or anything like that or wonderful things you know because whatever but I just like but if you can make like a touch feel like really powerful and like help me understand like that means so much more to me than Mm -hmm. anything else that's partially why I loved Dance of Thieves so much is because the way that they danced around the tension was like so palpable and they actually physically danced and also the touch there was a lot of touching and I think you needed them to just touch Mm because like a lot of the times in books that are YA they don't touch and you're like but but touch but like it's okay you don't have to like go all the way but like touch please (laughs) please yes okay yeah okay so those are kind of our guilty pleasures for now I actually feel like we should do a lot of these episodes because I just know that you guys love these yeah um and but like we just wanted to like leave you with with that kind of uh, mm-hmm. seriousness but there are okay so somehow Anna and I have now developed kind of this like crazy thing where we have this really busy summer with you guys because you yeah. wanted more community do you want to talk about our book club our patreon game night like all of that stuff um yes we do I know that we talked about our merch launch um, at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. So I'll just touch on Patreon for like a second. We're launch- launching Patreon June 18th. Mm-hmm. And we have like multiple different tiers. They're called like the weekend reader, the up late reader, the all night reader. Um, yes. Like each tier offers different things, but we're just super excited to give this to you. I know that on one of the tiers, we offer like a game night that we do with you guys. Yes. And then we ha- you get early access to episodes, you get bonus episodes, you get like voting power and merch. And with each tier, you get a certain percentage off of like a discount on our merch. Yeah. And you get exclusive merch. Like if you yeah. are a patron, we're going to create specific designs for you guys, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I was going, I'm looking at it right now. So you... If you're paying at the Uplate Leader Reader, which is just like the $8 level, you get monthly bonus episodes um, and you get a personalized video. So like anybody that's on our Patreon, Anna or me, will send you a little video being like, we love you, you're the best, you're amazing. Um, and we'll also follow you on Instagram like creepers and like my creepers. tell everyone that your ex-boyfriends didn't deserve you, like that kind of a thing. But if you're the all-night reader, that one has a game night live stream that's the next one up and it's really cool like so for this summer if you're hearing this you're getting like we're not even announcing this in our stories yet 
but we have like stuff planned out. So like this month on what, June 20, 29th or 27th, I can't remember. We're doing um, a murder trivia game night with our, I hear a lot of our game nights involving murder. <laughs> But um, we're doing like a murder trivia game night, which I think is just gonna be so fun and it's just a great way to meet everybody and just talk to all of the people. Um, and then the next, and then we're doing Harry Potter summer and what is it, July 31st, Harry's birthday until yep. September, we're doing this huge Harry Potter challenge, which we'll hear about later. But the game night then is a Harry Potter murder mystery dinner, which we won't feed you. You can eat your own dinner, but we're here for yeah. you. <laughs> we're here for a good time here for a good time but besides that we also have a book club what's the next book that we're doing for book club um I think it was a good girl's guide to murder yes that book is so good yeah it's a really easy read we, we tried to pick books yeah. that were not like we don't want for book club we just didn't want everybody to have to read a series so we're trying to pick like really good hits yeah so, and they're pre-approved this because we wouldn't we're not going to that blind with y'all we're not gonna be like uh actually sorry guys this book sucked actually it was not that good yeah. yeah. But anyways, that's all I got. Super exciting. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up, which wouldn't be possible without you guys. Thank you, you guys so are so supportive. Yes. And you message us all the time. You don't you really don't know how much it means to us that like when oh, you yeah. message us, it totally makes our day. Oh, 100 percent Um read it. An option. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Read I do not have the names pulled up. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, um, I should probably introduce this, huh? Yeah, do it, do it. In our episodes now, we're going to be listing off our patrons because obviously without you, this wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Um, so these are just the people that are just supporting us and helping us out a little bit. Also, like, you guys found our Patreon. Like, we didn't advertise we did it. not share this yet because it's not public. You guys it's just not, went and found this. Y'all found it while we were in the middle of it. And so because we don't have anything up there, we just wanted to thank you guys for, like, not only supporting us, but like going out of your way to support us. So this is like not something that we're going to do all the time, but we just wanted to like personally thank you guys for like, literally y'all are showing up and we haven't even done anything for you yet. Yes. Here you go. <laughs> this is the freaking best. Okay. We've got Courtney Willis. Love yes. you. Emma love you. Wallace. Yes. Love you, girl. Hey. Whitney Braun. Love yes. you and love the last name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Jessica Penna. Yes. Love you, girl. And Normaliz Cullen. Yes. Love, love all of you so much. Yes. We're so grateful. You guys are the best. We are so excited to have you guys be a part of the Patreon. This is very new for us. Like we haven't even really looked into advertising or anything just because we don't, we want to create a lot of free content for you guys, but, um, we wanted to just thank you guys for everything. Cause like, you know, like when you support us, like that's a big deal. That's from your yeah. own pockets. So we just want to thank you guys. And that means more than, you know, and Anyways, we love you guys. Yeah. We would never expect you to spend money on us. We're giving you opportunities, but you literally can just listen to us for free and we just yeah. love you no matter what. So anyways, talk to you later. So yeah, catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.